When Jesus speaks in parables, as he often does throughout the Gospels, it becomes pretty clear that not all parables are created equal. Some parables, like the very familiar parable of the prodigal son, show us quite clearly who the Father is and what he is like. Other parables seem to have meaning that is locked up, as it were, inside of a treasure box. And you need a key to open it in order to claim the wisdom that's contained within. I would place today's parable um, in the latter category. And you might wonder, you know, when we come across parables like this, those lock and key parables, what do we do? How do we find the key so we can open them and receive the wisdom inside? Well, the first thing I would say to that question is, um, to you all, is thank God that you're Catholic. Catholics need only turn, when we come across these lock and key parables, to the magisterium to find the missing key, that teaching authority, that living tradition that's been inspired by the Holy Spirit and is handed down to us even to the present day. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I found the key to today's parable by simply looking to the early church fathers. Their preaching, the preaching of the early church fathers, is often, I find, more than just a key. It's like a gold mine in itself. I will say, among the various church fathers who comment on, on this um, parable, you'll find various interpretations of the gospel meaning, and, and that's okay. It's like finding various keys that unlock various compartments inside the treasure chest of the gospel parable. Some of the fathers take the movement of the day from morning to the 11th hour as the historical time span from Adam to the Lord's coming. St. Hilary, for example, says that the workers who worked all day represent the Hebrew people to whom the law was given. And those hired at the 11th hour are the Gentiles, who, as St. Gregory the Great says, quote, neglected to work for the whole of their lives, while so much of the world's history passed by. Though they began working late, St. Gregory says, they were the first to obtain payment, receiving wages that were not earned, but given a gift that signified salvation by grace. For St. John Chrysostom, the day of laboring in this parable is a human lifetime. And the hours at which one is hired correspond to different ages in life when people come to God. Showing us then that it's, it's never too late to become a Christian and to lay hold of the Lord's salvation. You know, despite the various um, interpretations of uh, meaning of particular elements of the parable, you know, the, 
The ancient writers, I think, all agree on its central teaching. And that is that God does not reward by human standards. Because his grace cannot be earned by one's labors. It's a gift. Those who came to God through Christ last, either late in life, as St. John Chrysostom will say, or, as St. Gregory will say, like the Gentiles, late in history, are justified by grace through faith. But still, you know, this, this parable, it raises some other questions, you know, like the, the question of all the workers receiving the reward of eternal life equally. It, it, seems, it seems, on surface level, at odds with other parables in the gospel, other teachings in scripture that suggest a distinction of greater and lesser reward in the next life. So in other, in other words, could it be fair, could it be fair of God to reward equally different levels of service? St. Thomas Aquinas um, actually addresses this very question, this very issue in um, his Summa Theologica. And he concludes that God gives the same objective gift equally to each of the elect, that is, eternal life, the gift of eternal life. Pure gift, pure grace, given equally to each of the elect. Nonetheless, there is a diversity, he says, in the subjective enjoyment of that gift. In other words, heaven is granted to everyone who is in Christ, who is in a state of grace at the moment of their death, but the more virtuous will derive greater pleasure from it. St. Elizabeth of the Trinity says this exact same thing, very similar. She says, quote, Our degree of glory will depend on our degree of grace in which God finds us at the moment of our death. So, if at the moment of our death a person has no grace in his or her soul, lives in unrepentant mortal sin, for example, then there's no glory. If a person has just a little bit of, of sanctifying grace habitually rooted in, in their soul, then there's a little bit of glory. And if a person has a high degree of grace habitually rooted in their soul at the moment of their death, then there will be a high degree of glory. And you can think of many examples. Think, think of the great saints. Think of the Blessed Virgin Mary being the prime example. So, what can we take away from, from all of this? I think we can take away that the fact that we have a gracious and merciful God who comes to seek us he comes and hires us throughout the day, <laughs> throughout history, throughout the, the moment, uh, throughout our lives. He comes and seeks us out. 
And he is gracious. He is generous with his gift of grace to us. And you and I, you and I, regardless of what hour of life God has called us, you and I are like works of art. And God wants to perfect us, each one of us, fashion us according to his eternal design. And he is constantly working and shaping each of us according to the exemplar of, of Jesus Christ, his beloved son. And as we labor in his vineyard, we need to just let him do his thing. Like, just let him have his way in our lives. <laughs> have, let him fashion us into the beautiful work of art that he, he's envisioned for, for our lives. And far from being envious, like the, the workers who worked all day in this, in this parable, far from being envious of others, we should in all faith and in all simplicity, like, like children, simply enjoy and be grateful to what God is working in our lives, to how he's calling us. And we should rejoice, not be envious, but rejoice when we see others responding to God's grace, to God's call. So with that, I'll, I'll simply conclude with an exhortation from St. Gregory the Great. He says, Look at your conduct, my friends, and see whether you are still God's workmen. Let everyone reflect on what he is doing and consider whether he is laboring in the Lord's vineyard. 